Vidar and Catherine Ligard are the founders of safarimission.org. Vidar Ligard is also the author of A Fork in the Road, a book that gives you life lessons you were not taught in school and that the church did not tell you. And that is what Safari Mission Podcast is all about, teaching practical steps to personal growth and development. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Well, 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 we are back. And in the house today, we have uh, Bishop Paul Gandhi. Years and decades of the ministry experiences. He has built actually a couple of different denominations, bishops over uh, different church fellowships, uh, 13 churches right now. Uh, wonderful family, wonderful kids. Everybody's involved in, uh, in ministry together with him. But not only knowing how to build churches, but also knowing how to build uh, businesses. Uh, and that's, that's, I think that's a great combination that we see, Bishop Gandhi. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Reverend Frida. Uh, this is a great opportunity. And I want to say that uh, God holds us responsible to, to do a spiritual part of our lives as well as uh, the financial and the, the physical life. Uh, well, the Lord has given us opportunities. When we see opportunities, it becomes very easy for us to, to even support our ministry and support our families and without even uh, uh, becoming angry with your congregation, I would say. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you mentioned something here. You mentioned opportunities. Yep. And I know that you're from uh, Kijui County. It's a semi-arid or mostly arid. It's a very, very dry land. Yes. Uh, I have been there many times. I've actually spent quite a good number of months in, in Ukambani. Right. And um, usually in talk of opportunities, uh, very often the conversation goes towards water mm -hmm. and complains about the, the, the lack of water. Yeah. But yet there are opportunities. Can you tell us about some of the opportunities that you're seeing in this area where many of the people around about are not really, they have excuses or they have limitations or they have arguments as to why there are no opportunities in this place yeah reverend fida you're saying very true what you're saying is very true because uh, i come from a semi-arid area where ideally we don't have enough rain but i want to surprise you and tell you from 2015 i've never bought food for my family since 2015 you have since never bought 2015 food. i've never gone to a shop to buy food. I grow my own food in a three-acre piece of land. You grow your own food in a yes. three-acre piece of land. Yes. This three-acre piece of land, I bought it from a gentleman that never harvested uh, 50 kilos of, of corn, of maize. Never at one given time. So uh, when I was buying this piece of land, the, the, the corn were growing to height about two foot, and that was all. So I come into this land and I, I prepare the land. Made some trenches, cut off trapped water, trapped water. And then uh, I, I began to and I, I dug into that hard soil, it became soft, and I started planting. And the first time I harvested nine bags of corn. The second one ten. And these are small bags? The, the 90 kilos. 90 kilo 90 bags. kilos of bags. These are some big, heavy bags. <laughs> so, so in the in the in the following year, I did 10 bags, 
I, I do 15. Now I do between 15 and 20 bags of maize. So 15 to 20 bags of maize. Yes. So, so you start with nine bags. That's, that's almost one ton. Yes. Yes. So I don't buy food. I've never been to a shop. Um, I, I grow my own vegetables in the home. I don't buy vegetables in the, in the market. Because I realize the vegetables that are there in the market, sometimes they are sprayed with a lot of uh, chemicals and they would affect, affect you. So I grow mine at home. The kitchen water that is there, just use that. You grow your vegetables there and you're good to go. You can feed your family with your vegetables. So these are opportunities. Kitu is blessed. It's a hard place. The rain could be not like in central Kenya. But we are blessed. God has strategically placed us in that place so that we can see the opportunities. Kitui produces the best honey in the world. Research has been done. We produce the best honey in the world. I don't even need the research report. I'll taste it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no reason. It doesn't cost much to prepare a hive, a beehive, and keep it. You can keep your beehive anywhere. And uh, that's good. You can be selling honey in time you do harvest. You do honey harvesting is done twice by year. Twice per year. Twice by year. One, one hive produces about how much? About close to about more than close to 15 kilograms. 15 kg for yeah. one beehive. Yeah. And if you have the improved kind, you can go even up to 20 or 30 kilos. 15 kilograms. Yeah. This honey is sold at what, a thousand shillings a kilo? Yeah, sure. A thousand shillings. If you get it cheapest, even when it goes down, it can go below 600, 700. So you are good to go. We produce the best honey. Uh, recently, I, I met a friend of mine from the US and he was telling me our research has been carried out and uh, we produce the best chicken, traditional chicken in the world. Uh, particularly they come from Wingy, where I come from. Mm -hmm. A very dry area, but we produce the best chicken. So if we produce the best chicken, why don't you keep 10 or 20 or 30? And uh, you are sorted. But now to, to, to keep 10 chickens, you, you, you need a PhD in husbandry? No, really, not really. You, only, you don't need any experience, actually. It's, it's uh, something that you can know. And uh, the traditional ones are very resistant to diseases. So you don't need a lot, a lot of drugs to treat them. Mm -hmm. You can just, uh, just grow them free range around your home and you are done. We have done actually chicken even when we were housed in a plot where we didn't have space. We would keep chicken, about 10 or 15 of them, in a controlled place. We feed them there. They stay there. They give us eggs there. So. Even in a place where you are very controlled, you can keep them, and it will not dis disturb the rest of. Uh, so you're the saying even if somebody doesn't have land, yeah, that should not be an excuse for not sure. doing anything. Sure, sure. Now, what are these chickens? How much do you buy one chicken for? Um, the traditional ones are very expensive. Uh huh. You, they range between seven hundred and thousand, one thousand five hundred. Now, yeah. this is when you buy them as a chick. Yes. No, when you buy them as a chick, you're buying them at uh, around 100. 100? Yes, about 100 shillings. So if you want 10 chickens yeah. to start a small little farm, oh. you need 1,000 shillings. Yeah, 1,000 shillings. And actually, they have gone up now. They used, like when we started our poultry farm, we were buying them at 90 shillings. 
know they are 100 sometimes you can get them 110 so with a thousand shillings you can get 10 of them and 10 of them yeah and, and, the, and one egg sells for how much uh they're quite high now because they're going to i think 15 or 20 shillings 20 shillings yeah and one chicken lays one egg per per week per day per day every one month yes it's 30 days yes 30 eggs yes 15 shillings per egg in one month that one chicken will produce 450 shillings sure and you bought the one chicken at 100 shillings yes yes and so the opportunity is is beyond amazing sure. because you're just talking a few weeks mm -hmm. to recoup your whole entire investment yeah. and make money off of that investment sure so the opportunity is there the opportunity is there and uh, you know in um, I was doing a research and I found that in 2019, shortly before COVID, Kenya had 20 million, no, 30 million laying birds. 30 million, 30 million birds. birds against 45 million Kenyans. Now, when COVID hit, that number went down. We are talking about 20 million birds in Kenya right now. 20 million birds. When we are 50 million. So the opportunity to sell eggs is there. Even if you had a million birds today, you will sell your eggs and they will go out. So it's a great opportunity. And that's, 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 that's fucking chickens, which is, is not like a dairy farm where you have to go and milk this cow twice a day. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of work involved. Yeah. But is the work really heavy if you keep, let's say 100 chickens? Mm -hmm. How much do you have to work every day to keep 100 chickens? Um, with a good preparation of the pottery house, you don't need to do a lot. You're just giving them, keeping water there, giving them food in the morning, and you go away. You come in the evening to collect eggs. That's all. Nothing else. Yeah, good. A little bit of water, a little bit of food in the morning. Yeah, you come sure. in the evening and you collect the eggs. Sure. And with 100 chickens, about 100 eggs per day, 90 eggs per day. Yeah. Go with 90 eggs per day. So 90 eggs multiplied by 20 shillings. That's 1,800 shillings right. every day. Right. Just for giving some chicken some water, a little bit of food, and yeah. go to collect eggs. And Right. Of course, you have to sell these eggs. Yeah, sure. Sure. It sounds like a easy deal. Now, why don't, why don't everybody do this? Um, it sounds so easy. The mindset. The mindset. <laughs> the mindset. The mindset is the problem. We have a mindset. I, I think we have a mindset that uh, money cannot come from chicken. No, chicken is commonly known like uh, work that is done by ladies that have no other business to do at home. But there is business in chicken. But you're talking of almost 2,000 shillings per day. Yep. That's better than most employments. Sure. sure. And only 100 ch chickens. If you do, if you do a um, hundred chicken, and they, every hundred chicken cannot fail to give you uh, ten thousand shillings every month, or twenty thousand. Because okay, my math is um, with a thousand chicken, you cannot fail to have hundred thousand shillings net. Every month. Shillings every net month with a thousand chickens. With a thousand chicken, you have a hundred thousand shillings net every month. So 
what kind of a salary would you you're even being paid better than a graduate from the university so the opportunity is there and you don't have to begin that big you don't have to begin with a thousand you can begin with the 200 you can begin with a hundred and uh, grow progressively and you find things are working so the opportunities are there in our place there are a lot of opportunities like we produce the best fruit citrus fruits in kenya mangoes talk about mangoes talk about oranges talk about uh, lemons we produce the best in this country and we enjoy fast lunch and then you ask ourselves why don't we why don't you have 10 plants in your farm or 20 of them that you can water comfortably and they give you some good income. You know, I, I have a friend of mine that worked in real estate. All right. And he says that um, the best time to buy real estate mm -hmm. is five years ago. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. The second best time to buy real estate yes. is today. Right. And, and when you start talking about an orchard, mm -hmm. mango trees or fruit trees or, right. you know, if you plant a mango tree, you're not going to have mangoes in two months time. Right. With a chicken, you might have some eggs in just weeks time. Yes. Um, but a mango tree takes, is it five years? Um, okay. The, the, the new breed, which is the grafted would take about 18 months, one and a half years. One and a half years. Yes, one and a half years you'll have mangoes. Well, that's amazing because yeah. if, if I understand about mangoes correctly, yeah, planting of the tree takes, it's done in a day. Yeah. Even an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's a relatively simple thing to get a tree planted. Yeah. And then from there you, you don't collect eggs every day. You don't feed the mango tree every mm -hmm. single day. You, you may have to make sure that there is some water. Right. And maybe a little bit of fertilizer once once in a month or once in a while or something like this. Yes. And so it's it's a, it's a very low input work-wise. Mm -hmm. And yet you can have mangoes in one and a half years. Yeah. Sounds to me like the very best time to plant a mango tree is one and a half years ago. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's very true. A friend of mine um, is a teacher, and during COVID, uh, there was no school. People sat down for one whole year. This friend of mine went and bought a big shamba that was that's about ten acres, and he did two hundred mangoes, two hundred trees, two hundred trees. As we talk today. In fact, I talked with him last week and he tells me he's doing his second harvest this year. So the 200 trees are able to give him 1.5 million shillings every year. 1.5 million shillings 1.5 million shillings every year. This, he tells me uh, they, they, the, 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 the TSC wanted him to go for marking. He didn't go for marking. They're going to pay him 80,000. He has done 1.5 million. Why should I go and waste my time there, Maki? He didn't go. He was selling his mangoes. So that opportunity when we were sitting down and doing nothing during the COVID time, that is a time he planted the mango trees and now he's harvesting and he's going to harvest like that the rest of his life. 
because the trees are planted and these trees will produce for yes. 10, 20, 30, 40 yeah. years. Sure. Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> so opportunities are everywhere. So, so what do you say to people that uh, there is no water, the land is too dry, the government is not doing something, my MP should be helping me? What, what do you say to these people? Uh, what I can say is that, uh, and especially people in the church, people that pray, people that hear God, we are supposed to ask the Lord to open our understanding that we may see opportunities that are there because they are there. And secondly, we are not supposed to wait for the government to do anything to us because basically the government doesn't help you to do anything except we pray that God is going to give us peace in the country, that we don't have war, we don't have uh, anything that is destabilizing us in terms of the peace in the nation. Otherwise, the rest of the work is our work. And uh, once you pray and God see, you know, opens your understanding and you see an opportunity, you move forcefully into work. And definitely, you must, you must, anytime you work, the Lord must bless the work of your hands. So I would tell my friends that uh, there are a lot of opportunities in our area. That's, Kitui seems to be, sometimes we have been uh, uh, pictured like people that are dying of hunger and uh, eating dogs, you know, that kind of a thing. I've seen it in media, but that's not true. Kitui is very rich. We are wealthy. We, got, we are only supposed to see opportunities, make use of them. Even the little rain that is there is able to give us enough food. And we are sorted. Yeah, I think it's very interesting you're talking about the rain because yeah. I, I did a little bit of research myself and I checked on the amount of rain that Kichui and Moingi and these areas are, are, are getting per year. And I checked with the Central Valley, California in the U.S., right? Central Valley, California in the U.S. actually gets less rain than Moingi. Okay. So the place is dry. Mm -hmm. But yet, central and, and the land area of Central Valley, California is approximately 10% of the land area of Kenya. So you can compare it to maybe take uh, Kichui County and you add uh, Kajiado County, right. maybe Makweni, yeah. those three counties is not too far away from the land area of Central Valley, California. And these are tend to be drought-stricken areas of Kenya, but yet they have more water than Central Valley. Now, Central Valley in California produces all the, the nuts, the fruits, and the vegetables for 50% of the U.S. population. 50%. So, half of the population, it's amazing. That's 150 million people that it supplies all fruits, nuts, and vegetables for 150 million people. Wow. At the land area of three counties in Kenya, Yeah but it's three times the amount of people as we have in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And yet that land area gets less rain than Kichui, Makweni, Kajiado, but produces more. I mean, they can supply Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda mm -hmm. from these three counties. Yeah, well, that's the opportunity that is there. Wow, wow, that's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> wonderful. Oh, but the Central Valley, they've done something. They conserve the water, yeah. and they have carefully made sure that they irrigate properly so that all these fields, they get 
uh, sufficient water to have citrus fruits and nuts and all these other kinds of vegetables that they grow in this particular area. So the same can be done. So, and I think you, you, you've touched on something, this mindset of finding solutions to problems. Uh, there is not much value in identifying problems. Anybody can identify, even a, even a homeless person can talk about the problems that we have in Kenya. That's, every nation has its problems and every homeless person can say, this is a problem, this is fine, sure. but finding solutions to it and then taking action to those things, mm -hmm. whether it's poultry farming or it's uh, honeybee hives or whatever else that we put our hand to do, sure. uh, as we find those solutions and don't, don't allow uh, setbacks to become hindrances, but we find answers to the setbacks and we keep on moving forward, there is answers and there's provision and there's, there's blessing for all of us. Sure. Sure. That's very true. Thank you so much for all your wisdom. Thank you for bringing all of this into, into our show. And uh, we wish you God's blessing best and God's blessing on for you and your family and your church and all the businesses that you're involved with. Thank you very much, Reverend Peter. And thank you for everybody that is seeing us. There are opportunities. Don't miss them. God bless you. God bless. Well, that's it for today. Watch out for our next episode with teachings from Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Safari Mission. You can also visit our website www.safarimission.org or call us at plus 254-74-1777-805 to know more about Safari Mission and how you can get yourself a copy of Vidar Ligard's book, A Fork in the Road.